It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. It is good! good. Yeah. Lawrence Tynes has kicked the Giants to the Super Bowl! After missing at the end of regulation, and Tynes runs into the tunnel to our right, and the New York Giants are going to Super Bowl 42 in overtime. They beat the Packers 23-20. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. Oh, but it might for fellow Phillies fans around here. What's up, the Eddie Scazzari? Nice to see you, and across from me, the fraud himself. I don't get this. I don't get him. He's a Phillies fan, and he comes to work wearing a Mets hat today. His name is Al Fraud Dukes. What's up? Oh, hi, Jerry. Well, season's over. So I'm season's over. Fan. Back to the Mets. Yeah. <laughs> Screw the Phillies. Screw the city of Philadelphia and their fans. Did you see any of the pitches last night, I or watched, just the highlight package? I watched the highlight package. And, you know, they go down one nothing. the Phillies do in the first inning. And then, when who's it, Brom? Brom? Boom. Boom. Philly fan. Wow. <laughs> he hits that home run. I go, okay, tide turned. What's his first name? Michael Bones. <laughs> Bones. Alec Bohm. Alec Bohm. Yeah. When he hits the home run to tie it, I think crowd back into it, Jerry. Yeah. They got the long And then they ball, took the lead. Took the lead. Yep. Gave the lead back. Here's what ticked me off, and this has been bothering me for many years of watching baseball. Jerry, you're a baseball coach, so you're going to give me the real reason for this. But okay. Visually, it never makes sense All to right. me. Yep. Scores tied at two. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Diamondbacks hit a ball to right field where Mr. Nick Castellanos, Castellanos. comes up with Philly it. Philly fan. He comes up with it. The announcer even goes, he's got a rocket of an arm. Guns one home to get the runner. Cut off. Why? I don't I don't know. I can't answer that. I don't know. All they ever do is cut balls off. They cut the ball off to get the batter, who's now between first and second, mm-hmm. but the run scores, inning over, but the run scores. Never came back from that. The only thing I can I did we see a shot for I don't remember seeing a shot from overhead. No. Would they have had had chance at the runner? Looked like it. Because that's the type of thing if the catcher is yelling cut throw then that means the catcher doesn't believe they're going to get him out, and he's making the right play, and they do get the third out of the inning. Depends. It depends. So who on makes the, situation. the call on that? You think? It should be the catcher. So because if the catcher doesn't say anything, that that dude's not cutting that ball off. Uh, it depends. There's the different teams do it differently. Yeah, we usually the way we do it, just so there's no mistake. Although it still happens, it's either cut and then to the base, cut two, cut three, whatever. Or the catcher will yell through, 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 and that means you let it go. I don't know how a major league team does it. That's how yeah. we do it. Oh, man, it annoys but the me. Fi- but the catcher is the guy who is seeing the feet. He sees everything. He can feel it, and he's got to make that call. And it's instantaneous. I mean, you yeah. got to if you don't think you're going to get him at home, but you got him hung up, especially if it's third out of the inning, it's not the wrong call. But I understand what you're saying. Then they had one inning late in the game where they the Phillies – 
they got struck out the entire side. The eighth inning, I believe, they struck out the side. All oh, the fans are yeah. not happy, Jerry. No, I, you know, it's funny how that place is a raucous environment. We've talked about it all postseason. There was there was anxiety going into that game, though, last night because while it was – I don't know, it didn't come across on TV, and I didn't watch a lot live. I only saw the first two innings maybe. Uh, yeah, I can say the first two innings before I fell asleep. It didn't feel – it right. felt like they were nervous. You are correct. And, again, that sounds weird watching it on TV, but that's how it felt. I, I agree with that. And then the home run, the tied it in the second, I thought they were back. Kind of got – yes. Now all the play of all of a sudden – even Evan Longoria was talking about it after. Like, after they hit the home run, things started to feel loud again. Yeah. And, uh, but then, you know, they, they, they got down 2-1. They fought back. And once they fought back, kind of silenced them again. And I – you know, it's funny. I asked Steve Peichel once, the Rutgers coach – in one of the podcasts I've done with him, I said to you, more exhilarating to win at home, raucous environment, home fans, or go into enemy territory and silence them and walk away. And he looked at me. I, don't, I honestly don't remember what his answer was, but he thought about it because there's really something about walking into a place where either A, you're hated, B, people don't think you have a chance, or C, it's just not expected. And to walk out a winner is just such a cool feeling. Yeah, it's like when you said, like, do you want to hit a game-winning home run or rob a, yes. a game-saving home run? Both awesome, both a little bit different. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Man. Very true. So now we got Rangers, Diamondbacks. Yeah, the thing that sucks for me with this is the fact that I don't think anyone's going to really pay. I yeah, hate to say that, but I, I don't agree. think anyone's paying. I think there was – you had star power with Bryce Harper in this Phillies lineup – and I do think more people would have cared. I, I, I'll watch, but not many people are going to watch the yeah. Diamondbacks and the Rangers. They're just not. I know. That the, does suck. I was kind of getting into postseason I know. baseball. I, I, yeah, no, I am. I'm aware. I know. And by get into it, mean, you know, watch the highlight packages. <laughs> well, and you put the 5 o'clock games yeah, on. and try to get – I was getting into it. You know, so for, that's, and that's you know, there have been two big admissions by you in the last 14 days. Oh, what are those? The fact that you've actually watched some playoff baseball that yes. does not involve the Mets or the Yankees, and the fact that you said, I think we should talk more hockey. I mean, those two things <laughs> right there, yeah. you're maturing. Those are two big revelations for me so far in I agree. this young fall season. I did check out the uh, the Frozen Frenzy last night, too. What is this now? That's the It was ESPN's trying to do red zone for hockey. Oh, really? I don't know that I cared for it, and here's why. I like the idea. Hockey, though, unless you're a diehard fan, you just don't know enough. I don't know. It's not like football. It's not. I feel like the NFL, we know all of the players, and maybe because we're more bigger football fans, but they're bouncing around from game to game last night. I watched it for maybe, maybe 20 minutes. I was confused. <laughs> Do you think it would work for the NBA? Because we know more of the NBA players. Well, so let's, first of all, let's dial it back. What exactly is the Red Zone Channel? It means that a team is driving down the field and they're in scoring position. Well, last time I checked, every time a guy's got a basketball in his hand and they're across midcourt, yeah. they're in scoring position. That'd be great. Uh, the Lakers have crossed midcourt. <laughs> right. Now the Celtics have crossed midcourt. Yeah. So it's And even there were a couple of times with the, with the Frozen Frenzy last night, they're going to a game, nothing's happening. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's I don't know why if, you're right. It only works in football. I almost think if you're going to do it, 
You need to start it 10 minutes after the games begin. And I don't know what time it starts. I don't know if it started right at 6 o'clock when the, those games started last night. But it's almost like it's on a delay. Go to the games right after the goals happen so that it's nonstop action. And I know there were some cases of that last night for sure, but there were also others where they'd go to a game and I'm watching it for 30 seconds and they're just circling around and nothing, shot, save. Okay, we'll go to another game. Okay, well, that was exciting. It's weird. Let's go to the Octobox, Jerry. We've got in the upper right-hand corner Calgary <laughs> at, at, uh, at the Rangers. They, well, the Rangers were in Calgary last night. They did Is that show- really true? Yeah. Oh, I just randomly picked those two <laughs> teams. Yeah, the Rangers beat the Flames last night. They did show one cool thing where they showed you all. Because remember, there were 16 games last night. Yeah. So they did. They kept showing you when they would come back from break or go to break. You would see all the TVs and all the game feeds. It was kind of cool. Hmm. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, I guess uh, Chris Russo's retiring from his Sirius XM show today. Yeah, I guess he's gone. Now, I will say I did go back and I checked his Twitter. Yeah. So at different parts of the day yesterday, he said this only applies to his Sirius XM show. Right. He's, he was still doing high heat. Yeah. Then before the game, he was doubling down, like keeping my word. And then after the game, he wrote uh, crying emojis. Uh-huh. I saw that. So I guess he's out. I think he wanted to leave that show anyway. I cannot believe. And I think what he's going to do is say, I'm retiring when my contract runs out. But he did say he'd retire, quote, on, on the, the spot. spot. On the spot. Yeah. Yeah, this whole thing is stupid. Honestly, this is stupid. He's worked himself into a little bit of a quandary now. He also, he also at one point said, maybe instead of retiring, what I will do is his son is an assistant coach for Northern Arizona basketball, yeah. I think. And his first game as an assistant coach is coming up. Next week, week and a half, he did at one point say, I'm not going to retire. Here's what I'll do. I will skip. I will not show up at my son's game, which as a father is a horrible act. It's not not a good enough payoff for someone like me. I I need you to retire. I agree. It's a crappy thing to do to your kid, but I do agree to your listeners or detractors. No one cares about you going to see your kid's game. Correct. So... What was interesting about this was Tori Lovello, you know who he is, I hope, the Diamondbacks manager. I do. I I did happen to see that, so I do know who he is. So here he was. This was in the pregame. I was surprised this actually came up, but I guess they asked him about what Russo said, and he was very honest about it. That type of stuff is kind of entertaining to me because I know that Mad Dog has a show and he's got to do his thing. Um but I would love to see him quit if we won today. <laughs> and then here's the one that I thought was funny. There's nothing better than a wise guy New Yorker saying something and then having to chomp on those words. So that's how I'm processing it, and it'll be great. It'll be great if he goes, which I think he will go. And then real quick, did you hear this? This was all pregame? That was all pregame. Wow. That was all pregame. So it was clearly on their mind. There's no question about it. I got to see if I can find this real quick because this to me was this is after the game. In the Diamondbacks locker room after they beat the Phillies. Like, this got to them. 
Like, meaning word got to them yeah. that this dope on MLB Network did this on his radio show. It reminds me of the, Bra- the Braves with Sal last year. After they clinched the division, they were tweeting at him. Yeah. And players were mentioning him. It's the same as Evan saying things about the Rays and Tampa and the Rays firing back at Evan. Like, we're in a, t-shirts made. You're like, we're in a world now where actually what you do say does get back to these guys. That's true. It's pretty wild. Yeah, that's cool. So he's going to have to quit. I guess he's out. There's a job opening now over there if any of the um, part-timers. Well, I think you move Adam Shine to uh, prime time now. Well, then, uh, prime so, time shine. Uh, oh, that fits, Jerry. Prime time shine. Prime time shine. Maybe or Pat, prime shine. Maybe Pat Boyle could go get a full-time uh, yes. hosting gig now. Well, prime time shine in the afternoon, Pat Boyle in the middays. There you go. We like Pat Boyle here. And we like him, Jerry. We do. So it's going to be it's gonna be interesting sure to see is. what he does. Even, maybe he suspends himself for a month. I even saw Russo's son tweeting about it. Did he? Timmy? Yeah. Uh, whatever one's uh, the older one. Colin or Timmy? Not sure. Timmy's the old one, right, Eddie? Timmy's the oldest? He yeah. was tweeting, please don't force my dad to retire or he'll, or he'll be fo- following me around the house. <laughs> well, he, Nonstop. that's what he would do. He would follow him around. If Timmy's the basketball coach, I could see Chris on a traveling tour <laughs> following him around all the cities. Yep. So right, we'll see what happens later today. We'll yeah. see if he announces his retirement. So that's things, Jerry. I mean, me and Eddie, we were on the Phillies bandwagon. I know. We were all, we were all up about it. I know you were. I, I was know. shocked to see that when my alarm went off at 2 a.m. It was, to be honest, it was kind of cool having people care about baseball a little bit. Yes. With no Mets, no Yankees. Yeah. So. We got a little bit of that, Jerry. I'm still, listen, I still got my range. I, I'm buying a Rangers hat. All right. I'm buying a Rangers hat. Now, I saw that uh, Max Scherzer, Jerry, he's still dealing with, uh, let's see, he's uh, dealing with, this was great. The headline was, Max Scherzer dealing with new injury heading into the World Series. <laughs> And I'm digging, digging, digging into the article, and it says um, he has a cut on his thumb. <laughs> a cut on his thumb. Yeah. Don't oh. they just glue that together? Glue it together. Put a Band-Aid on it. Are you well, allowed to pitch with a Band-Aid? I don't know if you can pitch with a Band-Aid. No. I don't think that's allowed. And then my other favorite thing was, uh, you know, I this Mattress Mac, who was stupid old guy in mm-hmm. Houston who always bets billions of dollars on He lost $7.9 million when the Rangers beat the Astros. Shut your face, Mattress Mac. Yeah, okay. Whatever. Mattress Mac and these Mac Scherzers. I feel like we, but I feel like we read some. That's why I don't give a crap about Mattress Mac. I feel like we read something about the way he does this where he actually wins by losing. Yeah. So it's like, eh, whatever. How do you make that much money selling mattresses? I don't, you know, it's so funny. There's a place that I pass by driving to work every day. It was a mattress store in a strip mall. Yeah. And my first thought is, how the hell is that place staying in business? Correct. Okay. They went out of business. Not very <laughs> long. About, about a year, year and a half out of business. So then a new place goes in. Maybe it's the same owners. I don't know. With another vision. Because I can't figure this out either. They sell pool tables. How many pool tables do you have to sell to make rent? And how many people are buying pool tables? That is a good question. Bizarre, right? Yeah. So, and when you go into a mattress know. store, it's always sad. <laughs> it's sad? Yeah. Why is it sad? I feel sad for the guys, uh, men and women selling the mattresses because they just look like. It's a good honest living. What's wrong I, with they you? just look desperate, like, please well, buy Well, they need to make their commission. They got to yeah. sell you the mattress. Now, There's... in fairness, you are walking in because you probably need a mattress. Right. But how many mattresses are you buying? 
Like once you have a mattress, you don't need a mattress store for like ten years. Yeah, I would agree. We're I married twenty five years. We we just bought our third mattress. I would say it was right after the pandemic, so three years ago, two years ago. And I feel like if I Google mattress store near me, multiple mattress stores pop up. Yeah, you're probably right. Mattress stores and massage parlors. Yeah. <laughs> They're all over the place. <laughs> massage parlors and the ones with no real um, branded sign. Right. Massage. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that is Flashing trouble. red light. <laughs> yep. That is that is trouble. It could be. That is a uh, that is a Robert Kraft situation. You want to go check out some mattress stores today? <laughs> Go around Manhattan. <laughs> Not Manhattan, Jersey. Oh, Jersey. Yeah, and then you could get mattresses in like Costco and Sam's Club. Well, that's where we bought our last one, was Costco. Right, so now all of a sudden the mattress store is like, what about us? Well, I know. Come we, on, Rackos. And that was, you know, I, for whatever reason, I'm very, what is that when you buy something on the spot? Impulse buy. Yes, that's me. And I remember, Kim and I had a conversation, we should start thinking about getting a mattress. I went to Costco like three days later. We came home with a mattress. <laughs> Didn't do a lot of research. Like what? No. Right. Because what? It was on have? sale. It felt fine. And I, I remember saying, like, if it's not comfortable, we'll get that thick mattress pad. It's been fine. Big egg crate on the yeah. top. And you, and just you know lay what? On that. She actually appreciated that I just did it. You took care of it like a man, yeah. Jerry. That's had, what men do. I had her truck that day. And we're like, all right, can I get some help and take this mattress? <laughs> So, yes, Costco. You fit a mattress. Did you do the move where people put the mattress on top of the truck and uh, or you put it no, in the, the actual truck? She's got an expedition, so oh. we're able to put the seats down right in. I always get nervous when bit. I see someone on the parkway with oh, uh, yeah. a mattress strapped to the uh, The to ladders the make me more nervous. Ladders, yeah, because those go through your windshield. And could get decapitate. Yeah, decapitate, right. Yeah, But these mattresses, like, come on, get it delivered. Pay the extra money and get it delivered. Don't strap it on the hood of your no, Chevy Nova. And then they're doing 70. Yeah. <laughs> it looks the, like they're going to take off. <laughs> the, the top of it's flapping. Yep. Pretty much. All right. Quick break. 518. We got Boomer and Geo coming up at 6 o'clock. And, uh, and all of you as well. Lots to do. Baseball, football, and who knows what right here on The Fan.